Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and today's episode is sponsored by KB's Car Care on 321 North Main Street in Jonesville, South Carolina. And for hand car wash, vacuum, clean interior. Full detail is also available. While you wait on your vehicle, customer seating is available as well as the dining area. They open Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., so make sure you stop by. Today's episode is also sponsored by Big Ben's Desserts. If you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, this is the place for you. They have a wide variety of of desserts including cakes, ice cream, banana pudding, and my personal favorite, the Oreo cheesecake. They open Tuesday, Tuesday to Saturday from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. and closed on Mondays. So make sure you stop by and visit Big Ben's Desserts on 297 Spartanburg Highway in Lyman, South Carolina, where nothing could be sweeter. So thank you guys for sponsoring this episode of the Cross the Line Podcast. Today we have another very special guest with us today. Season Entrepreneur. We have a big event coming up in our area next week, Saturday, next Saturday, September the 25th. We have the entrepreneur, Miss Tanisha Smith. How are you? I'm fine. How y'all doing? I'm doing great. Can't complain. Thank you for joining us. So I see you over there early when we got here. You were on your phone working like the life yes. of an entrepreneur. So how you feeling? Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed, excited. Nervous. Yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of emotions. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to mention I, when I was uh, introducing you, she's the uh, owner of Tipsy Running. Yes. And um, this is going to be something special because you, you're doing something that's out of the ordinary. Um, we've never had anybody that's had like their own bartending business. Right. So you're the very first one that's yes, on here. Yes, yes. We, we were supposed to have somebody when we went to Jacksonville last year on our first tour, mm-hmm. um, but she wasn't able to make it. But like I said, you're the very first guest. So this is going to be interesting. Um I love having guests on that are doing something that's out of the norm because, you know, well, being an entrepreneur is kind of like out of the norm anyway. Because, right. You know, we're kind of like so used to, you know, doing the, you know, the, the daily routine of just going to work, which is nothing wrong with that. Right. But tipsy running, I want to ask you, because I, I don't think it has, it has been that long, but can you tell us how long have you actually been in business? Uh, I started in May. I had my very first event in May. But I actually came up with the idea about two years ago. Um, I spoke with um, my cousin, Mike Land, okay. and he was going to help me, like, invest in it. And then I kind of just um, was working for a company and just kind of put it to the back. And then um, after he passed, I thought about it some more. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I left my job. And then just went straight to Tipsy Running. And it's actually been doing really good. You know, when people start out with a new business, it kind of takes time to start it out and get it going. Mm-hmm. But um, I've actually been booked since May up until now. Man, so. that's, that's big. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. I'm glad that everybody is supporting. Um, and everybody is, is putting putting the name out there. You know, if I do an event for them, they go and tell another person. So they call and then... That's how, you know, I pretty much got booked. I think I'm booked up every Saturday up until February. Man, that's huge. Yes. So that's so, that's a blessing that's, right yes, there already. That's a blessing. So I got to ask you, you said it already. You said you, you quit your job. What made you? Because I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, just by, just my opinion. I think it's always something that will come a point in your life where, it's, it's going to be something that makes you want to just jump or take that leap of faith. And it's up to you whether you do it or not. But what was it for you to say, you know, I know you, you saying about Mike Land, rest in peace. But what was it for you to finally say, you know what, I'm ready to, to do this. And, and how were you like, did you have anybody you needed to talk to when you when you did it? Uh, I, pretty much my household. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then the kids getting aggravated because I can't make this or I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And then I talked to family members and my mom and she was like, uh, Tisha, just do it. Just, just do it. So I just did it. Mm -hmm. And then my significant other, he said, uh, if it's going to be, um, you know, some financial issues, then don't worry about it. Just get that started and then we'll, we'll go from there. But luckily, I ain't had to use him too much right. for the finances because everybody's been booking. So I'm pretty good and straight on that end. Were you, were you practicing like in the past, like doing kind of like some bartending in the past? Or yes. Were you um, so my friend Kashif, he, he booked me for a couple um, uh, Thanksgiving parties that he has like every year. So it kind of went from there, and then other people want me to bartend, and then, so it kind of just started from that area, and then I was like, you know, if I'm going to be doing this, I might as well go ahead and do it on my own, and I didn't want to just be, like, plain old, just regular bartending, so I was like, let me do, like, catering, you know, just catering alcohol, though, so what I do is I kind of just bring everything, so I set up full bar. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy anything when you book. We come with the alcohol, the mixers, garnishes, cups, straws, whatever. A bar guide, we just come pull up and you don't have yeah. to worry about nothing. They make it easier for, for, for everybody. The yeah, yeah. For the host, they don't have to worry about anything. Absolutely. So, how many people do you have on your staff right now um, working for you? Myself. And then I have two bartenders. I have um, Paige Jeter and Kennedy Wallace. Okay. Kennedy is new, but she did really, really good at the um, DJ event this past, it was two two weekends ago. That's good. What about, um? I want I should have asked you this earlier, like the, the process of, you know, starting your business. Like what kind of things did you have to go through to get like all the certifications? Like was it tough? Or, like can you no, talk a little bit about that? Actually it wasn't. Um, I was gonna do the um, classes you take like on hands. Then again, you got kids, so right. um, it kept interfering because my son had basketball games every Saturday morning, and that's when the classes were. So I did it online, and I would take the online classes at night when they were asleep. And it's supposed to be like a six-month course, but it only took like a month. So I kind of did it like that um, to get certified and. Um, the license, as far as in getting insured um, for the company, was kind of hard because it's alcohol, but right. it, it wasn't like too much of a hassle. Absolutely. So leading up to it, um, when talk a little bit. Let's get into the most festival. Like, how did you decide that you were ready to do this festival? Like, what what was the idea behind it? I seen my cousin Brittany Thomas. She uh she mm -hmm. shared a. Uh, a mimosa festival from Charlotte and I think she quoted and said we don't never have anything like this in Union so mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna try it and see if I could do it she was like well they can only say yes or no luckily it was no hassle the chief of police and the city was all for it. um the lady um at the chamber of commerce Miss Jamie she um I went up Jamie there to, mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. I went up there to get on the chamber of commerce and then I told her the idea and she was like oh yeah we need something like that around here so it kind of was easy selling from there Well that's good so what what can we expect from the Mimosa festival like this is the first annual 
Um, like I was saying earlier, like we were planning on going down and shoot an interview down towards the beach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is the first time we had something like this in our area, man. Let me see if I can kind of push this back so I can be there yes. as well. So what, what can we expect? <laughs> yeah. So I'll have six different mimosa stations, um, six different flavors. Um, it'll be food vendors. Um, everybody has different um, food on the menus. It'll be sweet vendors, um, it'll be retail vendors, and I also have a live band called the Enforcers. They're from out of Greer. Okay. Um, so basically just um, downtown, open up to come out there and just have a good time and drink and eat and just enjoy yourself. And I'll let you go ahead and uh, let everybody know now the information, then we'll go over it again at the end. So it's September the 25th from 1, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Like, How do you get the tickets for it? So I have um, tickets on Eventbrite, but I will have um, ticket stations set up on Main Street. So it'll be closed from the point of Arthur State all the way to Kimbrel. So I'll have a ticket station near Arthur State and then one near Kimbrel so they won't have to do too much okay. walking. So you can buy tickets the day of as well? Yes, yes. Okay. And the tickets are $25. Okay. How, did the pro- how was the process of, you know, getting everybody... Um, like the vendor, different vendors, was it something like when you, when you made a post about it, people started reaching out to you? Like, how did all of that come about? Uh, they did at first, but um, I don't think people kind of took it like, uh, you know, at first it was kind of slow, like, oh, it's a mimosa festival, but then I don't think they knew too much about it. Right. But I think once they've been seeing, you know, a lot of people sharing it and then the billboard and then a lot of people just talking about it in general, I had... Uh, filled up all the spots and then I have a lot of people still trying to reach out to do it but I just can't I wish I could if I could could have got like yeah. the entire from the state I mean the um, courthouse all the way down I, you know I could do more vendors but mm-hmm. um it kind of went slow at first but then now um people start um booking their vendor spots and it, it went good. It, it did what it's supposed to And it probably might have seemed like it kind of started off slow because at first, like you said, people didn't know what it was at first. And then, you know, sometimes people might think, oh, somebody just posting this. It's just an right. idea at first. Now, but- I did have to actually, I started putting up screenshots of stuff like um, my license, my special event license that I got, and then the uh, DOT uh, approval. And I started putting up stuff like that so they can know, like, this is legit. Like, this is real. Right. And then I noticed once I did that, then people really start reaching out like, I'm interested, I like to be a vendor. So mm-hmm. I think they just needed confirmation that it was actually happening. Right, right. Do you, I think you might have said it already, but do you remember the first event that you actually like hosted? Um, It was, um, I can't even think of, what is it called when you had a big hats and stuff? I know it was um, a lady named Latron. Um, Latron, her husband is a preacher in Spartanburg. Okay. Um, they had a. Oh God, what's it called? Yeah, me thinking now. The big uh, hats in the. <laughs> doing? I, I can't think of. It her was name. a big event. Yes, it, it was, was a big, big event. event. She had a, a lot of people there. Um, and it, it, it got me a lot of um bookings there. Mm-hmm. I had um. I go to the beauty shop where she um works at um me and my daughter and. I asked them about it. You know, I was like, what y'all think about if I started this? So 
she kind of kept that in mind and was like, have you started yet? And I was like, yeah. So she was like, well, I wouldn't be the first person to book you. So we kind of went from there. And, it, and she didn't use me again for another event. So they just let you know I'm doing something right. Exactly. <laughs> yo. And, then, and I'm telling you, it's like sometimes it's just like, I mean, God just put these people in your life for a reason. It's like. They always give you this push that you need. Like even when you might may be hesitant or something, it's just something like that always happens. Where like just, like this lady, like she just said, "Have you done it yet?" And she was the very first one to book you, yes. and now she's booking you again. Yes. And it's good. like it's like it's just snowballing. Now mm -hmm. you say you booked all the way to next year. Yes. Like, see that's February. So how often? So you just do it strictly on weekends or through, is it any? Um, I had a first event um, this past Thursday. Um, it, it really just depends on what day of the event that they're um, having their um, event on. But, I mean, it don't have to be specifically on the weekends. It's just really, I think that's when most people party, though, like on the, or have like a gathering. Yeah, something on the weekends. Yeah, it's mostly like Fridays and Saturdays. I've had a few um, baby showers that I've done on Sundays, but not too much on Sundays. Mm. You still have your, um, I should have said serial entrepreneur, because you still have a cleaning business I as well. Do. How how is that going, and is it tough, you know, managing both of them? Uh, it's not, because I still have um, the same clients I've been having for years. Um, it's not. Just just up to this festival is making it a little hard right. for me to kind of juggle the, the tipsy running and my cleaning business. Um, but other than that, no, it's just trying to get this festival going and trying to clean during the week and then uh tips running on the weekend so that's this week and last week and this week coming up it's probably been a little hard with trying to stay on track with cleaning as well mm -hmm. i just admire the fact you remember because i remember it was earlier this year when we i saw, saw you i thought we was at marshall's or something mm -hmm. and you were telling mm -hmm. about it then about the tipsy running in the festival and just to see how you just stuck with the the plan and you got it going, man. I I love to see stuff like that because it it means a lot, man. Just to because I was telling you we were getting ready to hit the road on a mm -hmm. tour, mm -hmm. and you know just I don't even think you had put it out yet. I no, not yet. I was like, um, and you know what was the craziest thing about it is actually when they, even when I was telling you that stuff, like I I write down everything and I was like I didn't even have everything mapped out. So by the time I put it out like I was still working on it. and even right now I'm still working on some some different things but I was just like you know what I'm gonna make it happen one right. way or the other you just got to go out there and just stick right. to the plan I don't think put you action. can ever write everything down because when your mind when you dream big it's just always going and going and going so you're gonna always have something that you're gonna put on there so you'll never get to check everything out right it's gonna be something added it's always yep it's always something else like even now like, I have my board at home, and uh, I was just looking at it. I was looking at it earlier today, and I was like, man, like, like Ben, ben would always tell me, man, just dream big. So I'm looking at some of the stuff that I had on my board. I'm like, man, I could do more than this. Like, I, I don't went here, here, here. But I'm like, man, to me, it still don't feel like I'm doing enough. So I'm like, man, let me go back and rearrange my list and reassess and, and do some other things. But like you said, just to... The main thing is just getting started and just to see where you at already is like, man, I, I, I love I love what you're doing. You just saying what? You just got started and you traveling. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. I always say, man, like I started with a, a laptop and that was it. Mm -hmm. So now I've just kept on going and a laptop and a microphone took me all the way across the country. Right. Like who would have thought something like that? You know, if you would have talked to me maybe five or ten years ago, I wouldn't even my mindset wouldn't even right. been this way. Same, same. But you, the the 
you're supposed to grow when you get older and grow. So mm -hmm. your, your mind's supposed to think differently the older that yeah. you get. And like I said, it was just, to me, I was just in that same mindset of just just doing the daily routine, doing the same thing over and over. And like I said, I for me, I always feel like it's going to be something that pushes you mm -hmm. to just like, man, why am I doing this? Why do I, I feel like I'm not being fulfilled. Like I need to do something else. I feel like for me, I feel like everybody's going to have something like that. Whether you act on it, it's right. up to you. Right. But something just woke me up and I was like, man, I know I could do more. I like, I want to do something else. And man, just traveling interviewing everybody doing what i'm doing now it's like man it's one of the craziest things because it's going to be so many doors that just open up and right. these people are going to put you in position and mm -hmm. do things for you that you never even thought you would even be doing right that's why the saying is it's not what you know it's who you know it's who you know yes and the thing i love where i know i, I really feel like this is going to happen at the festival is like what you're already doing is a blessing because you're already giving other people opportunities right. and one of the things I already, I already realized is everything you're doing is like and all entrepreneurs tell me which what, what, anything that you do is bigger than you is everything is bigger than you so for you to be able to have an event where you're bringing all these entrepreneurs mm -hmm. together and they're going to bring people from all over people you never even met before it's going to create opportunities not just for you but for them as well so that's why it's like a big network event. It's a big network yes. event. That's why I, I can't wait to get down there. I, I just because it's like something we never even had before in our area. But how how, how do you feel about that? You know, being the first one to have an event of a most festival in Union. I'm nervous because yeah. I want to make sure everything is nice and uh, I don't know. I think I'm just trying. I'm so nervous that I'm trying to fulfill everybody. Like I hope everybody like it. I hope they enjoy it. But mm -hmm. I gotta big supportive team um, of close friends and family members that's gonna come out there and help and set up. Even the ones that can't come, they, you know, have tried to uh, give in some type of way or right. call and ask, do you need this or do you need me to just any little thing. So I think it, I think it'll, I, no, let me not say thank. I know it'll it be, will. Yes, it'll it's be gonna good. be a success. I'm just, just, just a little nervous and anxious. Yeah. And, it, and even if everything doesn't turn out great i mean you still it's always something you can learn from mm -hmm. you it's always going to be a learning curve yeah, so with I'm everything that you hoping do hoping that what i didn't do this year i could do next, next year, year and so on and so on and i like the fact that you said next year so we know it's going to be yes, back so i'm trying to make sure that this is an annual event absolutely i want to ask you um just going back a little bit like from last year you know when the pandemic first took place like what was something that you learned during that whole entire process and even up to now it's still not over with but what what have you learned throughout the pro uh, the time of this uh, pandemic? Mm. To love on your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Nothing with the the business or anything. It's, it was more so just making sure that you love your people. Mm -hmm. Because there's nothing nothing guaranteed at all. Right. Like it's it's crazy just how no it. it I don't. I can't really get on social media like that now unless I'm trying to like I'm posting something because it's just like every day it seems like it's a rest in peace yes. to somebody. I'm like, even though I don't know the person, the people. Right, but it just start making you feel something. Like, dang like, man, like, it's getting kind of like depressing. Like, yes, yeah, when we was young, I don't remember this many people passing away. Me like, either. Cause especially I, when you're young, you feel like you're gonna live forever yes. anyway. I still feel like that. But, uh. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just now it's just like man, it's like man, you really. That's why now I have a point. I I try even though I can't make everything. Like when my when my friends they have stuff mm -hmm. going on, 
I try to go, man. It's and it's tough. That's what I'm trying to get to. So love on your people and try to um, attend stuff, you know, because you, you just never know. It, most of the times we say you never know the day, but people, you can see them that morning. They be gone later on that day. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, somebody having something attended or go visit or call, just any little thing. Just yeah. love on your people. And it's still good to get out a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, because you want to live like I'm. I try to tell myself that because I'm, man, like, I don't really go to the clubs anyway. Like, I don't have time for all yeah, that. Nothing up. wrong with that. You yeah. go to clubs. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's too much going on, man. Yeah. It's just like it's always something go bad, like, at the club. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to have a good time. But, mm-hmm. like, for me now, it's just like, well, man, I'm just trying to, like, lock in and, mm-hmm. and do what I got to do, man. Like, I just, like I said, I'm just focused on doing bigger things and helping other people achieve bigger goals mm-hmm. that they have. So, I mean, I go out, like, even when we went out of town, we, we went out to have a good time, but, you know, it's still, still got to be cautious. But, right. Like, and I all, hate that, that, that the world is like that now. So, you always watching over your shoulder or yeah. trying to find the exit. So, something happened, I can get out this way. I hate it's like that, but I don't want it to make us so scared to where we can't enjoy life. Right. And some, I'm going to ask you, since we're talking about, you know, enjoying life, and I know with this festival, um, you definitely want people to enjoy themselves. Do you feel pressure as a as a black woman, you know, hosting this event? Is it? Do you feel like it's pressure on you to, you know, make sure everybody has a good time? Because it's not going to be just us there. You know, it's going to be people of all races and all backgrounds there. Do you feel like you want you have pressure on you to, you know, set the tone so people have a good impression of, you know, a black owned business? I don't. I don't. But and that's because I I don't see color. I hang with the same amount of uh, whites as I do black, so mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I just won't. It, it's not a color thing. I, it's just a as a image thing. I just want it to be something great, just for my image and and not just for me being black. Absolutely. What's something you've already learned? You know, just from running well, multiple businesses. Like, what is something you've already learned as just being an entrepreneur? You can't please everybody. That's a fact. <laughs> you cannot please everybody. But I am I'm I'm pretty nice and, and pretty level headed and I try to um accommodate people's needs so um we can work something out. Mm-hmm. It, it, whatever it is, anything can be worked out. We just gotta figure it out together. Absolutely, but like it's, everybody, somebody always gonna have something yes. to say, and it's just like they never please. Every, you can't please everybody because no. you you stress yourself out. Yes. You know, trying trying to please everybody. How how do you handle those tough situations where you when you run into something tough like that? Like, is it like does it bother you for a long time? Like, how do you? Um, no, let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'll, if it's, you know, anything to do with a, a business, something like right then and there, or, um, somebody not, or they complaining or going back and forth with, uh, one of my bartenders or something, I'll handle it and I'm, and I'm nice and I'll smile and we can, we can figure something out, but no, I don't ponder on it. Um, cause I'm just not one of the people like I'm, is it negative? It, it gotta go. Gotta or, go. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep talking about it. And if it happened 30 minutes ago, it happened 30 minutes ago. It's over and done with. Do you um, as a as a mother um, how how what how are you feeling like as far as like 
doing the going into the workforce or as an entrepreneur like how are you like with your kids like do you are you swaying them or what do you want for them like what would you like for them to do it I want as them a parent to, and I heard I can't remember where I heard it from but I, I do tell them like you can't focus on your dreams if you work in somebody else's dream so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not down in anybody that works for anybody else but I want my kids to be great like I want them to follow their dreams and and do the best that they can now I do have now my son he has went with me to clean he do little windows and stuff he mm-hmm. like it my daughter um helps with the kitty part of tipsy running so it's it's like a tipsy mocktail bar where they set up and serve kids virgin drinks it's creative so, yeah yes so um they like it. I mean, I'm leaving it here for them, but I'm not going to make them right. you know, take over it. But if they would like to, it's it's available. Right. I always just say, like, I just feel like it's a, just about having that exposure to, to both sides, you mm-hmm. know, seeing what it's like to run a business. And actually, you know, if you choose to go work a job, like, just to see both sides of it and figure out what's best for you. Because, um, I mean... Entrepreneurship is not going to be for everybody anyway, right. cause it's a lot that comes with it. It's, yes. man, it's it's stressful. Like you have days, man. You just want to, you might want to throw in the towel, just say, man, forget it and everything. But it's, but it's still good to you know see both sides. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just fascinated because I, I like to see. For me, it's just like the thought process of entrepreneurs. Like what are their mindset? Like what what forces them? What made them want to create their own mm-hmm. opportunity and those things like that? But it's it's definitely tough. But I, I feel like for me. I said, I don't want to force my kids to, you know, go to entrepreneurship route. I just want to show them that exposure. If, they, if that's something they want to do, then they can do that as right. well. But I, I just feel like, man, growing up, we we didn't really see a whole lot of, you know, entrepreneurship, especially like where we right. in our area. We didn't see a lot it's of It's starting to become a trend now. Mm-hmm. Because people just, you know, we're just so used to the norm, just get up go to work for mm-hmm. somebody and there's nothing wrong with it like right. I, I try to make sure i say that because i don't want anybody to feel like because sometimes even when you say those things online people feel like entrepreneurship y'all always down to people that work a nine to five and that's definitely not the case right. because a lot of times people that work the nine to five are the ones who's going to support your your business as well so right. i definitely want to make sure you know people don't take it the wrong way it's just like you know man y'all always down people that have a nine to five because that's definitely not the case it's but, nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would like to work and some people like to venture off. And I feel like if that's what you want to do, then go for it. Whatever it is that you want to do, go for it. If you want to work at, a, at another person's, you know, be it something, there's nothing wrong with that. Go for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to go off and venture off on your own, there's nothing wrong with that either. But definitely be willing to uh, take a chance. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the uh, like we had Mr. Joe Foster on uh, a couple weeks ago. I just um, the interview was out now. He he uh, the co-founder of Reebok, mm-hmm. and I was asking him like for people who wanted to get entrepreneurship or start anything. He's like, man, just take a chance. He said, just he said, start early if you can, but if not, whatever you do is take a chance because if you don't, you're gonna regret it. He, you never know. You you, you never, never know. How know. Outcome would, would have been. Mm-hmm. You you never know, and it's like. He was just like, man, He had he not did what he did, like, the business, like, Reebok is, like, one of the biggest shoes in the world. Right. And, you know, just not, if, just take the chance because you don't want to look back with regret. And I, I just like a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people, you know, live in fear. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're growing, 
growing up, you just taught to get a job and just stay safe, play safe. Want to be comfortable and just scared to to get out that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I I just felt like that that's what just bothered me though. It was just like man, I'm just working, just working and paying bills over and over and over. And I was just like man, it's the same routine. And it's really about just doing a lot of reading and studying other entrepreneurs. Like, it's about awareness. Like, it's crazy. Like, I was thinking about this the other day when I went to work. Um, and, you know, going to work, clock in, and people go to the same station. It, it's so crazy because sometimes it's so bad that we just wire it the same way that we even pull up to work. We park in the same parking spot mm-hmm. every be single mad, day. Your be spot. Ma- exactly, yeah. <laughs> You'll park in the same spot, clock in, do your same routine mm-hmm. every single day. And it's like a lot of people don't even, you don't even question it because you just think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, you fall into that cycle and then years pass by. And you're just like, man, I'm just, and then you look back, it's like, man, all this time passed. I could have been doing something mm-hmm. else. And just doing that just woke me up. Like, man, I got to figure something out. Because I just I fell into that same exact cycle. And I was it like, just man, don't feel like work to you, do it? It don't feel like it, work. Man, man, I love it, man. And just being able to travel and, you know, talk to so many entrepreneurs and just getting their advice. And they always say, you know, step out on faith. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a chance. And Miss Judy over in California, um, she was just like, man, you have to be in fertile soil to grow. You know, sometimes sometimes you do have to leave home and, you know, build something mm-hmm. because everybody doesn't have your vision. Some people, you know, she was like she was born in Tennessee and her family moved to Los Angeles and then she moved to Oakland, California on her own. But she said had she just, you know, stay home in that same area. She don't know how things would turn out because she does. She has a mannequin business. Okay. And for her, you know, she just had to take a chance. And that's that's why I tell anybody, man, give yourself a chance as well, because I'm. The same stuff that I tell people is the same stuff that I'm learning from right. everybody else. And you yeah. never know what people are going to do for you. And you have some people that um, don't want to do something because somebody else doing the same thing. And I just yep. want people to know, like, you can't worry about... Because you have different type of people that's going to support. They might have a crowd that they attract. You might have a crowd that you attract. It's, it's, it's enough funds out here for everybody to do their own thing and... And venture off like I, w- I was going to ask you about that too I was like do you how do you feel because you know it's it's going to come a point in time where it's going to come where somebody see how successful your business is and then they're going to try it like I was going to say how do you feel about do you embrace that you know seeing that people are going to do want to do a tip start their own bartender service no it it don't that don't bother me that mean that I was just motivation for them exactly. to go out and, and try it and they could have thought about it before me just didn't go for it yep. before I did. But it's, I just feel like it's motivation. Sometimes you probably do. Some people need to see other people do it and be like, oh, she did. I know I could do it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we all have that somewhat of an obligation to, you know, well, we we do have the obligation to pay it forward anyway, you mm-hmm. know. Even though we, we might go through, have have a tough time doing it, but somebody else can learn from us. We show them the ropes. Mm-hmm. And, um. Uh, you can't be you can't be afraid to see somebody go take out even if their business is bigger or whatever, mm-hmm. but just to know that you were able to have a helping hand in somebody right. else's business take off. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a, that's a blessing in itself. I've had people that have asked, um, how do you go about with your bartending license? How do you go about this? How do you get this? I don't have a problem with giving right. them information. It, mm-hmm. it don't bother me for for them to know 
and however they use and what they use it for, I, I wish them the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had people ask me about podcasts all the time, and, and I the first thing I always tell them, man, just get started. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Don't just plan, 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 and just trying to think you're gonna just come out the gate and just have a boom, just mm-hmm. a grand show. Like, get started, go through your lumps, and just learn from it. Like I you told, you might not have. If you start that podcast, you might have one viewer, <laughs> but you can't get But that's, that's a viewer, though. Like, yes. that's, that's anything. Like, and they'll go tell somebody, and then the next person, you just got to, you, you can't go in there thinking, like, it's just going to boom right off the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to, it, sometimes it, it takes time, and some people just bless for it to, to really boom mm-hmm. when they first get started, and some people have to put a little bit extra work in, but it, that's not a And you know how many podcasts it is out here? Like, everybody... Almost everybody got a podcast now. It's like this. To me, it's the new trend. It's the new radio mm-hmm. because even you yes. have celebrities, anybody, they have their own podcast of their own. To me, I love it because you get a chance. You like actually sit down and have like a real conversation. You know, a lot of times when they're on radio or TV, it's kind of like a generic conversation. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like you don't want to rub the person the wrong way. They got to say the right things all the time, like. I like to see what people like really about, like how they really think mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. That's why I love podcasts. I'm not saying it because I have one. It's just right. one of those things that you know you can really have somebody in vulnerable and they open up and they're mm-hmm. willing to have those conversations because I feel like it's important. A lot of times, you know, you you want to know something about these people that you support. A lot of times, a lot of times we just see these big brands, these big companies, but we don't know anything about these people at all. So and sometimes the workers don't know anything about them because you're only seeing the supervisors and the and the managers. You're not seeing the big big people like the CEOs and stuff. So I'm glad that you're doing and you know interviewing them. So that help like people that's actually working for him to see what type of or she to see what type of person they are. Exactly, and that's why I said it was important for me to make sure I had you on too because I was like you know. Tipsy running is already big, but when it when it's when it keeps on going and it's I know it's gonna keep on going, but yes. it's gonna be so huge, like people will be able to look back at this interview and like, man, like and to be able to know you as a person, as a better as a person, like I think that'll cause sometimes that's all it takes. Like a lot of times, even if you have a business that's not really uh, that's kind of struggling in the beginning. Mm-hmm. If people sometimes, a lot of times, if people like you as a person, right. they'll still come out and support you mm-hmm. just because they see that you're doing something and they like you and they they want to get behind it and make sure you need to get to where you need to that's go. True. So that's why I was like, I love having these conversations. Though. That way, people can get to know you. But a, a few more questions, and we'll get ready to wrap wrap this up. Okay. How do you feel like you've grown like as a person since becoming an entrepreneur? Um. I'm still friendly, but a little bit more strict when it comes to um, just for people not to get over. Mm-hmm. So in, in in the past, I would have let somebody get over, um, but these are my own coins, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is how I support my family, so I have to stick with what I say, and this what it is and hopefully you like it and and support and if not then that's fine too but i just think by having this um it's just made me a little bit more firm 
mm-hmm. with um with people. Right. You like you say it's your business, it's how you want how you provide. Mm-hmm. And and we talk about it all the time, especially with like black owned businesses. Sometimes people don't people already think since a black owned business they gotta get a discount and, and all this type of stuff. They want it free. And uh, I saw something was a couple of days ago, um it was about uh somebody posted something about Candy got a restaurant somewhere. And they were saying, you know, they felt like she was doing too much because of the price of the food. And then you bought a beverage and then you got to pay for the ice for the beverage. But you got to pay for but She got to pay for the ice. Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's why I was getting to you. I was like, dang. For a second, I was like, man, that's kind of, you know, if, but then I was like, you got to, I sat back and thought about, you know, somebody got to, like you said, somebody got to pay for all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and like you say, you do have a choice whether you want to go there and eat or you can go somewhere like, else. So it's. When you have a, a business like that though um you don't do it to make your money back like if she charged and then just made her money back it, it'll be pointless like you have to charge to get the money back plus yeah more to support you know to keep the business open and to support your family so mm-hmm. and you got to support other people as well your employees that's yes. the thing like a, a lot of people got to take that into consideration as well as like as a business owner you don't work for just you. You work for mm-hmm. other people as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of times people, you know, they go to these restaurants or any business establishment. Um, and they always like, man, this stuff is high. Like, you do have a choice whether you want to go there or not. And it's not that you, you, you're trying to be rude or anything. But you're like, it's just business, though. Because, like, it's, we always say all the time, like, if you go to Walmart or Target or anywhere like that, we don't go in there and say, man, they, this stuff in here is too high. I'm not going to go back. People still. But if we did, because I, I noticed that a lot of people do it with black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. how they or put something up. Now, if we did, I wonder would people take the same initiative to, quote-unquote, boycott that business? Because mm-hmm. I know they putting it up and say, well, dang, or maybe making a joke out of it. But some people take heed to that, and, and now they, oh, I won't go. To her restaurant mm-hmm. and versus if you hadn't said nothing at all they would have visited and, and spent it without it being an issue and that that's what hurts a lot of our businesses as well it's like we'll we'll bad mouth them mm-hmm. and then you know people see that and like man don't even give it a chance they just take what somebody else said exactly and it's just no i'm not gonna do it exactly and you don't know what might have been going on that day maybe they just right. short of staff or anything so, I feel like everybody has different experiences because everybody is different. We different. So, um, you might not, if they say, oh, I had a bad waitress, you might go, you might not have that same waitress. It might be a different, exactly. Or something could have just been going on. I don't know. I try to give people chances. I, I try not to go off of what somebody else says and judge them. I, I want to get my own judgment. Exactly. My, uh, cause a couple more questions. What would you say was like your, your vision for, uh, tipsy running i know things change down the line but like what do you see for tipsy running in the future i I want it to be bigger um the short-term goal is to actually make it mobile right now i have a pop-up bar and i'm going inside events which i'm I'm not going to stop that because i still want it to be where somebody's having a wedding or a party to where um my employees or myself can go in set up and um, provide for them but I do want it to be actual mobile like on wheels to mm-hmm. where I can serve and um, do it kind of like um like an ice cream truck 
Um, and in that way, I don't have to um, tell people I'm booked already. So I can give you the options. So if I got two things in one day, I can send somebody here or I can come here mobile. Um, and then hopefully it just keep growing from mm -hmm. there to where I can send to different locations. I think it's going to be huge, though. Like I, 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 I love it already I just, just, just it, because so. it's something so different and, and unique. And, you know, people like to go out and have a good time mm -hmm. or whether they want to have something at home or something like mm -hmm. This is something that's going to be huge. And I, I really feel like it's something going to happen where somebody's going to come to one of these events. You're not going to know who these people are. They're right. just going to come into your life, and it's going to just be a big blessing. And it's just going to open up. Like, And it's already happening. Like mm -hmm. you said, you're already booked. It's just going to be more of these happening. And I can see it going all over, like all over the world, the yes. country. Like you can make this thing as, as, big as, you want, as big as you want it to be. That's the plan. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you do things like... Um, just curious, do you do like vision boards or writing down your goals or? I do write down. Um, me and my friends have had vision board parties, um, but I haven't done a vision board in a while. I think I might have did the last vision board two years ago, and this was not on the vision board. Even though I said I talked about it with my, I did not put this on the vision board. Um, but I did, you know, pray about it, so it, it came about. Um, but I do write stuff down All right. and kind of make it to, okay, I need to work on this and hopefully it'll, you know, come about. But, yeah, I do write stuff down. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I love to write stuff down. And I, I think we, Ben had a, uh, Ben Hall on Big Ben's Desserts. Mm -hmm. He had a um, Men of Vision Summit the very, very, on New Year's Day this year. And he just had everybody in there right, right on the vision board, write down different things that, that, that they wanted to accomplish. And he's like, man, just dream big. Mm -hmm. So I did a vision board. I got another board I, um, I have at home where I write stuff down on. And then I got a, a notebook, and I write stuff down on it. And this was, this was a crazy. Right before um, we, we hit the road this year, I was like, man, I just, like, man, I, wanted, I just wrote down different places I've I never been to that I want to go to. So that's how I wrote down, you know. Okay. So I've never been to Miami, California. Um, and you done been there. And I done been there. And it was, I just wrote all that stuff down. Like, I, you don't know, the thing about it is you don't know when it's going to happen. But you just know you want to go to these different places. Mm -hmm. So that's how, that's how actually how California happened. I was just reading the article. I reached out to this lady, Miss um, Judy. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, um, and we were talking about this off camera for people um, watching this. Um, she just reached out. She said, uh, I told her what we were doing. She said, man, I love what y'all are doing. She's like, have you ever been to the Bay Area? I said, no, ma'am. She said, well, I have a, I have an Airbnb that y'all can use when you come out here. So normally, you know, when you got to pay for a flight, uh, uh, so a place to stay, you might get a rental car. All that, all that stuff is expensive. It is. And she was a blessing for us because she let us use her Airbnb. She said, just pay the cleanup fee. So we got an Airbnb for about four or five days for $145. A steal. A steal. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat that right. at all. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like when you have a goal or a vision, it's, a lot of times we try to figure out like how it's going to happen. And that's something I never even said on, on this camera before. It's like with this tour, like I didn't, I didn't know how I was going to go to all these different places. I was just writing down different things and... And for California, like when when I reached out to Miss Judy, she made it happen. Like she said, I love what y'all doing. Mm. And you, you gotta, meet people like that. that you got to believe mm -hmm. in your dream just as much as you do and want to support. Exactly. And she she and I, I didn't I never said this on camera either. We were just talking and she's like, I love what y'all are doing. She said, if y'all if y'all if y'all really wanted to, she said, 
you guys, I'll figure out a way for y'all to come out here to move to Oakland, mm -hmm. and I can help y'all get on y'all feet. After we shot the interview, because she was like, man, I was just blown away by everything that y'all did. And she's like, man, if y'all wanted to, I could help y'all figure out a way to get out here. Mm -hmm. It's just like these people just come into your life mm -hmm. when you're doing something positive, and they're just going to be willing to help you right. any kind of way that they can. Right. But you just, like I said, you got to be willing to, you know, get started. But that's why I write down everything. Like, people might think it's corny, but I read, and I, I write, I mm -hmm. pray. But the things that I write down on paper is just like, it's crazy to see, like, how, how I put pen to paper, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, they're thinking, you know, I'm all the way across the country, right. you know, just interviewing somebody over there that has a mannequin business. Something I never even heard, like uh, having their uh, own. Something that you see a lot of when you mm -hmm. go in stores, but to actually interview somebody that right. has a mannequin business. It's, it's just manifesting. You're it it speaking is. Speaking positive um, stuff over your life. It is. And, and I know this is, this is not about me. I just, I just like to try to encourage people and let them know, like, you have to write well. For me, I write stuff down, mm -hmm. but you have to believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. So in a, a three-month span, even back to bef before, we, I was telling you about the tour when I seen you at the store. Mm -hmm. In a three-month span, we went from we went from Miami to Oakland, California, to recently just over Zoom interviewing the co-founder of Reebok. Mm -hmm. And this, all of this was just me. Like I didn't write down that I wanted to interview um, the co-founder of Reebok, but I wrote, I did write down like you know interview a billionaire. And it's just these different things that I write down. But in a three-month span, I went from Miami to Oakland, California, to interviewing uh, the co-founder of Reebok. So it just shows you, man, if you're willing to put in the work, mm -hmm. but you have to believe, believe. in You have to believe in it. Everybody tells me that, too. One thing to do, to, to do whatever you want to do, but you have to believe mm -hmm. in it. Like, you have to believe that you can make it happen. Right. That's one I'm, of the I'm big on speaking um, stuff into existence. You so I to. try not to say nothing negative, and I try to teach my kids not to say nothing negative because I really feel like what you put into the universe is, is going to happen. happen. It's, it's power in what you say. That's why I try not to, well, I don't, see, I just did it. I, I already, <laughs> I said try. Uh, ben always told me, he said, man, do not, whatever you do, do not say try. He said, just try sounds so weak. Because mm -hmm. he's like, if I tell you to. To pick up this microphone, you just do it. You don't say, I'm going to try to pick it up. You just automatically do it. It's right. like, don't use the word try because it just seems like you already just giving like a half-hearted effort. Mm -hmm. like just say, I am going to do something. So it's just power in what you say. It is. And always just, you know, be willing to put in the work. But my, my final question before we get out of here, and I'm gonna, and we'll go over the Mimosa Festival one more time, is um, as part of our Cross the Line self-investment tool, I love to ask people, like, what does self-investment mean to you? investing in in your your dream um and making it as, as big as you can absolutely and don't give up on yourself right i let me tell you i figured out what the word i was trying to say about that big hat event it's a derby i could not a think derby of it. okay <laughs> we got it on camera before that before the end I of this interview think of it. how was that event though like it was nice um it was a, a church event um but it wasn't like, no, like some people. I was thinking about the hat, the sombrero was like. Oh, that's how I made you think of it. I'm sorry, I meant mm -hmm. like the uh, yeah, <laughs> like church hats. I okay, church hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was nice, and uh, you know, a lot of people don't like attending church, church events event because of the stigma yeah, behind it. Yeah, but it, it wasn't like that. Like they had a good time. Um, they uh, mingled. Um, 
it was a lot of laughs and if everybody had a good time they had a nice dj everything was really nice at that event well what would you say is like like for the most part the events that you um done like what are they like uh, like weddings or uh I haven't did a wedding yet i have three coming up um mm, every everyone is different um the dj fest we just did that one was it, it was everything is always nice don't um get me wrong but you know sometimes we have a little bit more people at certain events so that one was a lot of people um so when i went in there i started looking around i said oh goodness how are we gonna supply all these <laughs> with this alcohol um but it, it turned out great um everybody was very supportive um had men coming out helping us i guess they looked at these women trying to put all this stuff up and pull all this out. But they came. Everybody pitched in, helped us out. Um, we had a lot of different attitudes. But we kept a smile on. And Come with the territory. Yes. But everything was good. The um, DJs that were hosting it, um, them and their significant others, made sure, came in and checked, made sure we were good, did we need anything. So it ran pretty good. I did have a event in... Chest, no, Lancaster, Lawrence. I did not know Lawrence people could drink like this. Yes, so they kind of, that was my first event that it was. They kind show of, out. Yeah, they show out. A smaller crowd, but they, they tested my faith with, "Am I gonna have enough? Because <laughs> if we go an extra hour, <laughs> I don't you think might not we're gonna make have it. nothing." Yeah, so that was probably the only one that kind of made me a little nervous. So I kept looking at the time, like, okay, what time is it? Because we finna run out of this. But it, it all worked out. And then the lady called me the next day. She said, um, I meant to tell you that we can drink down here. I said, Ooh, oh, I, see. <laughs> I found out. I found out quick, too. Man, but, they, they have a good time in yes, Lawrence. For, I they, went to school with some people from Lawrence. They were really nice, um, very welcoming. Um, I had a girl that um, came up to me. She said, we use... This person from Union last week and this and this and this and Union got some talent down there. I said, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. She said, um, she was real welcoming and they, they made sure we were straight. So, but they, they, they just kind of tested, tested me just a little yeah. bit. I, I know I said we was getting ready to get out here. I got a couple more okay. questions now that you said it. When you, when you talk about they, the talent in Union, what, what would you like to see from Union? Like, what would you like to see them do? Because I, I hate when people say things like, in order to make it, you got to get out of union and stuff like that. I would like, I really would like for an artist to actually um, make it. Um, I it's, uh, oh, what's his name? The younger is Michael Purdy. Now, I really do. I'm not really a, a hip-hop, you know. I kind of like the oldies and, mm -hmm. and R&B, though. But I really do think if... He can get like real, like a supportive, supportive team behind him. He could actually like make it. That's I, I just want to see somebody that make it into the music industry from Union. You just gotta get behind each other and, and support each other. Mm -hmm. Like don't don't pull anybody down. Which a lot of people do say, oh, he might need to move to Atlanta or he might need to move. That's to that's why, yeah. But I don't know. Even even if he do, he's still from Union, so that's how they matter. Yeah. But I, I like to see people. That's that's why I was thinking. That's why I was saying earlier. It's like, man, sometimes you, you do feel like, man, in order to make you, you need to move away from mm -hmm. home. But 
part of me was like, man, I, I just want to stay here just to show that, man. You yes. can stay home and still make it. Like, yes. you don't have to always run away mm-hmm. and to be successful. Then I, I hate to see when people, you know, if they do make it, they move away home and do make it and then forget where they came from. Mm-hmm. But I just feel, I feel like you can make it wherever you are. You just, you know, like you said, have a support system. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you still need to, I think you need to be willing to, you know, travel. Willing to travel. Be willing to travel. Um, and willing to, you, you're going to have to travel because Union is so small that we used to small things. So you have to travel and, and go different places to experience new things and, and understand how they do it here versus how we do it in Union. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been one of the best things for me, you know, just traveling, just mm-hmm. experiencing different cultures and and man, people are just so friendly and they and they yeah, because we always think, like, if we go to a big, like, New York or something, they're going to be so mean or, you know, but I guess we got to go to to get our own experience to know that mm-hmm. we can't go off of what somebody else And is. don't go by what's on the news all the time. <laughs> man, I, I promise you, when we were in California, man, people were just so cool and, and laid back. We were at a baseball game and... It, it got it got cold because we were right there by the by the by the water mm-hmm. at the game. So we went and got in line at the concession stand. You know everything at a at a game is high at a, at a baseball game. Right. A beer was thirteen fifty. A bottle of water was like seven eight dollars. So I get to the front and this lady was just like, I was saying I want some nachos or whatever. And this lady, uh, she was just saying, um, we out of nachos. Okay, let me just get a hot dog then. So this lady gave me, she said I'm gonna give you two hot dogs and a sprite. Just just give me just give me like a dollar tip. And I was getting ready, and she said, just, no, she said, just give me, I'm going to just charge you for the Sprite. So I said, okay, just, and she like, just leave me a little tip. So I gave this lady $5. She gave me two hot dogs and a Sprite. Mm-hmm. Normally, that probably would have been about $20 off the rip just buying something like that at a baseball game. But, man, she looked out for me like that, and then the people we were sitting beside, like, they were just cool. They were taking pictures and everything. It's like, when you get outside of your box, like, your comfort zone, man, it's just like, you see how much how special things are like how special life is man it's like don't be willing to travel and experience different things and different cultures man because mm-hmm. california was it was told it was different especially where we're from mm-hmm. man it was just totally different just to see something else and, and experience something that's just different but um i, I want to ask you also have you have you been out of state yet on um, with tips and running or no i have not I, it's coming I, yes i hope it's so. coming i hope so but i haven't not not yet just give it time. I promise you. It's somebody is going. Like I said, one of these events, something's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it's going. It's really going to take off. But I want to thank you again, Tanisha, for taking the time to sit with us. I'm looking forward to it. Um, please give everybody the um, the information for the Mimosa Festival. Okay, the Mimosa Festival will be September the 25th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Downtown Union. Y'all make sure y'all come out because we've never, and I said we because this is a we thing. Um, we've big. never got the roads shut down um, to be able, you never got to drink nothing on Main Street in no. Union at all. So this is the first time. So I would like for everybody to come. We'll have food vendors. We'll have six different mimosa stations. We'll have a live band. And just come out, enjoy, and have fun. So that's Mimosa Festival Saturday, September the 25th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Yes. So I'm looking forward to it. I promise you, I'm going to be there. You know, yeah. a lot of times something might happen and I got to go somewhere else, but I'm, I'm making a way. I, I, I will be there. Before we get out of here, I want you to do one more thing. Um, just leave, for people who want to be an entrepreneur or do anything in, in life, what would you um, tell them to do? Uh, 
What advice would you have for the same thing I tell my kids? You cannot build your dream working for somebody else's dream. Mm, absolutely. And Tanisha, thank you again. Before we get out of here, can you tell everyone how to find you on social media? Um, I'm on Facebook. Everything, every social media site is tipsy running. So everything is tipsy running. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you again. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, KB's Car Care. Thank you to Big Ben's Desserts. Also, I want to give a shout out to Princess and Jordan at 1013 Media for allowing us to use their space today. Yes. If you need it, if you need someone to record or do anything like that for um, podcasts, these are your people. So thank you all again for um, allowing us to use your space. So hopefully everyone enjoyed this episode of the Cross the Line podcast. Please be sure to come to the Mimosa Festival next Saturday. September the 25th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So until next time, this is Cross the Line Podcast. Keep chasing your dreams. Thank you for listening.